Good morning, good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time of day you are listening to this podcast. I am Nicole Soroka, and I am the Balanced Babe, and each week I bring you tips, tricks, techniques, or tools to help you live a balanced life, which will lead you to live your most optimal life. Today, I'm going to talk about ways to overcome self-doubt, things that you can implement right now. And what is self-doubt? To me, self-doubt is where we are questioning our skills and abilities to do something, to do anything. And so I feel like Everybody in the world has self-doubt, goes through moments of self-doubt. Some people, though, linger in it, and it stops them from living the best life that they could. It stops them from experiencing things that are going to bring them joy. It stops them from experiencing things that are going to contribute to their growth. And then there's other people that have that self-doubt, but keep going on in spite of it. And so I'm going to give you 10 or 11 tips on to where you can be the latter, to where self-doubt isn't stopping you from living the life that you want to live. The first one is believe that you'll find a solution for a problem or you'll find many solutions for a problem. This is really key because if you get stuck focusing on the problem, it's just going to increase any kind of self-doubt. And in order to give yourself that boost to know that you can find a solution for a problem, Go back to times in your past, which we all have, where we've had roadblocks or hurdles that we've come up against. And I'm pretty sure you've gone, you've come across those roadblocks or those hurdles and you've found solutions. So when you can refer back to times in your life where you've come across these problems and you go oh okay well in that situation I found a solution oh in that situation I found a solution more often than not you're going to go back and go well I found a solution for pretty much every problem I've come across you know so that's going to give you a boost in your abilities your knowledge, your power, and it's going to lessen that self-doubt. The second tip is don't avoid your self-doubt. Acknowledge it. And acknowledge, go, okay, so I'm going to be doing a presentation in a couple weeks. I'm going to be doing a workshop in... um, a local business um, about hypnotherapy and do a little relaxation session for the group. 
And so it's, it's like public speaking. And I'm really passionate about educating people about the power of hypnotherapy. And so I want to spread the word and get rid of any kind of myths about hypnosis. And am I a little nervous? Yep. <laughs> but instead of going, oh my God, oh my God, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I fumble and trip over my words? What if I forget what I'm going to say? And there's a long pause. So what? Acknowledge that you might trip, you might stumble, you might even fall. That's okay. But do it anyways. Be okay with the possibility of it not going perfectly because realistically, there's no such thing as perfect. So just go, you know what? There might be some fumbles, there might be some errors, but oh well, I'm not going to let that stop me because I'm human and other people are going to realize that I'm human as well if I do blunder a little bit. So the third thing is dump and destroy. And this one I'm like super a uh, like super big fan of the whole dump theory and um I'm not talking about when you go to the bathroom either right now in this moment anyways. <laughs> um a brain dump. I am a big fan of a brain dump. And so take a few moments or an hour or however long and just get any and all self-doubts that you have out of your mind. This is a really cool trick because this satisfies both our conscious mind and our subconscious mind because our conscious mind is all that self-talk that we have going on in our heads all the time and our subconscious mind is all about the feelings and the emotions and so by writing it all down, so either pull out a Word document, pull out a pen and paper, pull out the notes on your smartphone, whatever rocks your boat, whichever way you like to do it, and write, and write, and write. And do not give two shits about grammar, spelling, punctuation, sentence structure. Do not judge yourself. Just literally puke out all of those thoughts of self-doubt onto that paper, onto that document. Get rid of it. And then comes the destroy part. So if you've wrote it out, great. If you've typed it out, you can just hit the delete button. But if I personally like the physical sense and feeling of burning the paper or ripping it up into a bunch of different pieces and tossing it in the garbage and saying, I rid myself of all this, all these doubts. And then that gives you a sense of closure and a feeling of closure, like you've dealt with it. <clears throat> The fourth thing, have a plan and be prepared. So I'm going to go back to a few times throughout this episode about my 
workshop that I'm going to be doing in a couple weeks on hypnotherapy. And so if I was to not plan and prepare and just walk in to that workshop and start talking, the chances of me tripping, blundering, not knowing what to say and having long pauses of silence are going to be greater, which at the thought of that is going to make me go, oh gosh, oh gosh. And in that moment where I'm about to start speaking, I'm going to have a lot of self-doubts. Maybe some of you are able to wing it a little bit better. I'm a plan and prepare person. Having a plan, being prepared, knowing what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, practicing even is part of being prepared. That's going to build your confidence. That's going to alleviate self-doubt. So do what you can do that's within your control to plan and prepare. Not everything is within our control. Shit happens sometimes, but that's okay. Let that go because you cannot control it. Do all that you can do that is within your control to plan and be prepared. The fifth tip is filter out any things or people in your life that add to your self-doubt. So maybe you are talking about... Um, a presentation you're going to do at work and you have some co-workers or family members that are going, oh, remember that last presentation you did? Remember how you clammed up? <laughs> Don't talk to them about that sort of stuff. You may have to if you cannot because we cannot just rid ourselves of co-workers or just family members, depending on who they are or how close they live to us, live with us. Um, We can't just rid ourselves of them, but we can be mindful in the amount of time that we spend with them. And we can also be mindful in what we share with them. You don't have to share things that you think that they're not going to be supportive of. If they're not going to say things that are going to help increase your self-confidence and they're going to say stuff that increase your self-doubt, don't talk about it. It is not worth it. The same with social media, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Those things can lead to our self-doubt. If you're wanting to get in shape and you're following people that are showing how they are working out for an hour a day and they're just eating chicken and broccoli um, and they're lifting a bunch of weight and running marathons. Those are probably going to unintentionally increase your self-doubt because you're going, oh my gosh, how are they doing it? Well, if they're doing the stuff that I just described, more than likely they're doing it as part of their job or they're training for a competition or something. Find people to follow on your social media 
that increase your self-confidence. Find, when it comes to, say, working out and eating healthier, find somebody that is in your niche, that relates to you. If you're a stay-at-home mom with little kids, find another personality on social media that eats well, that works out, and is a stay-at-home mom with little kids. Find the people that resonate with you that you go, okay, that is doable to me. Because that'll get you taking action and that'll get you doing and that'll increase your self-confidence. So tip number six is spend some time visualizing yourself succeeding. We want to shift the focus off of what you don't want to happen. When you're constantly going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to, you know, what if I, what if I trip over my words? What if I, what if I forget what I'm going to say at this presentation I have? What you think about, you bring about. It's going to increase your anxiety. It's going to increase your self-doubt. If you're going and taking a few minutes each day up until the presentation and you're going, okay, I'm going to be calm I know I'm prepared because I have a plan and I've been practicing my presentation. I'm going to stand up there with confidence. I'm going to speak clearly and eloquently and I'm going to answer all the questions with ease. I'm going to stand up there with my head held high, my shoulders back, and I'm going to rock this presentation. You keep saying that to yourself and you visualize yourself standing there in front of the people doing your presentation, exactly how I described. That's going to build your confidence. It's going to lessen the self-doubt. And it's going to help it come into being. Because our minds are very powerful. And when you think about it, The more and more you think about it, the more and more chance it's going to happen like you think about it, whether it's good or bad. So tip number seven is get moving. Change the physical state of your body. So when these other tips just maybe aren't seeming to cut it, something is really becoming overwhelming, you're really getting stuck in the thoughts of self-doubt just like and I'm feeling like I'm contradicting myself a little bit here when I say distract yourself but this isn't really distracting yourself go for a walk go do a workout go for a jog I remember back in the day when I was running a lot I could be super cranky super pissed off super frustrated, super sad, super upset, super whatever, to where I couldn't focus on anything else. Those thoughts were overcoming me. They were overwhelming me. They were taking over to the point I was having troubles focusing on doing anything else. 
All right, let's go for a run. Get the runners on, go for a run. Half hour later, why was I so pissy? (laughs) What was I so mad about? For me, exercising, especially running, is super cathartic. Plus, it allows my mind to clear. And for me, it's an excellent time for my brain to fire. That's when I start coming up with solutions to my problems. That's when the ideas start flowing. That's when the juices start flowing. So find some sort of movement, exercise that you enjoy to do. Fresh air is a double bonus. Get outside and go for a walk. If you're out of shape and you don't move a lot, just go for a walk. Walk around your block. And I guarantee you, that'll shift your mindset hugely to where you have a more clear mind, to where you can go, okay, now I have solutions to my problem. Now I have a plan in place so I can get more prepared. This kind of gets the brain flowing so that you can utilize some of these other tricks and tips that I'm sharing with you. So number eight is just take action, just do. The more you hesitate, the more you wait, the more time that allows self-doubt to creep in. And this may be a little odd of an example, but I went to Mexico about four years ago. And the one thing I said I was never ever going to do in my life was bungee jump. I had a immense fear of heights. I would have troubles even going three, four feet up on a ladder at this point. (laughs) And we were with a group of people for a wedding and a bunch of the guys were going bungee jumping. And I'm not sure what I was thinking in the moment, but I was like, oh yeah, I'd do it, but I didn't bring enough money with me. I brought enough money to do the zip lining. So everybody pitches in and I'm like, what? Holy moly. So we continue on with our zip lining. The bungee jumping was the last attraction of the day. This is in Mexico. We're over something that looks like the Grand Canyon of Mexico. I am for real shaking like a leaf as they're suiting us up. I am scared. My heart is racing and I decide in that moment I have to go first. If I see everybody else jumping, I'm not going to jump. I knew it. I just knew it. All the self-doubt was taking over and I'm like, I got to go first. Guys, sorry. Ladies first. I'm using that one for sure right now. And I did it. And it truly was the scariest thing I've done in my life up until now. And can't say that I'll ever bungee jump ever again. On the plus side, it was a nice little experience. And I'm slightly less scared of heights now. So that's super cool. So that's the thing. And this was kind of an extreme. I'm not saying go out and bungee jump right now. But just take action. Just do it. Um, For example, a more realistic example is that presentation at work. 
that you got to do. Just go do it. Sitting in your office, waiting to go to the boardroom, and you're going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Walk in there with some swagger, some confidence, and be like, all right, I got this. The more you hesitate, the more that self-doubt grows and festers. So this next one, number nine, is really cool. And it kind of is using a little bit of a technique that I use in some hypnotherapy sessions. And we call it reframing in the hypnotherapy sessions, which is changing the meaning of past events. And so our brains react based on what has happened before. So, for example, you drive to work every single day successfully, and then one day you get in a car accident, even just a minor fender bender, and now the next day you're a lot more hesitant and way more doubtful about getting to work safely the next day, and probably for a few days, for a number of days after that, depending on who you are. So you want to go back to past events that were the same or similar. Um, people are not getting in car accidents every day or, or on a regular basis. What Each individual is not, or at least I would hope not. So again, I'm going to go back to something like public speaking. So maybe in the, you, you have an upcoming public speaking event and you've, you're really nervous about it because in the past you may have fumbled your words or you may have forgot what you were going to say. It just didn't go how you had wanted it to go. So go back to all those moments where that happened in your life and ask yourself a few questions like, what did I learn? What can I be grateful about from this? And instead of it being a quote-unquote bad experience, we can reframe it to be a more pleasant experience and it'll get you looking more positively and in a more excited way and in a more confident way about an upcoming public speaking event to where you can go, okay, so that happened back then. I... I learned that I need to be more prepared. I learned that I, I work better with having some bullet points with me. I'm grateful for that because I met a bunch of new people that are now my really close friends. Whatever the situation is, go back to as many past events that are the same or similar and reframe them. What did I learn from this? What did I do well? And 
what can I be grateful for from this? And it'll shift your perspective on how events like that go. Number 10 is get out of your comfort zone. This one used to be scary as fuck for me, but now I find it kind of thrilling in a way. I guess maybe this is my little bit of a way that I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie, which I am not an adrenaline junkie. (laughs) But do things that make you uncomfortable because we have a tendency to build things up in our heads that it's going to be worse than it is or it's going to be scarier than it is. And then when we go and do it, we're like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. For example, I have this thing with being on camera, like doing a go live or doing an Instagram story um, video in public. I can do them at home by myself all day long, but to do them out in public, like in a mall or something, that makes me sweat a little bit. And so I think it was my last day of uh, hypnotherapist school. I was so excited and I did an Instagram live in the mall and like it was scary I was nervous I felt a little weird because people are probably like why is this chick like talking to her phone in the mall but I I did it anyways and then when I got done I was like so proud of myself so the more you do something this is kind of maybe two different things when you do something that is out of your normal realm out of your day-to-day out of your comfort zone, that is going to increase your self-confidence. And that's going to give you more items, events to go back to when you're going, well, I don't know if I can do this. You know, you can say, hey, well, I did this and that was scary. And I did this and I did this and I did this and it was uncomfortable and I didn't die So I can do this, right? And now I just lost track of the other thing that I was going with. Oh, I know. And the more you do stuff. So remember when you, the the more confident you get, the more you do it. So for example, remember when you were a little kid and you were trying to learn your bike. You were learning how to ride a bike. And the first couple times you're falling and you're going, oh my God. I don't think I can ever do it. And then that moment that you actually get riding your bike, you're not falling down and you're ecstatic. You're ecstatic. You're so happy. And that feeling of pride. So the more you do it, the better you get, the more confident you're going to become. The more confident you're going to be in your skills and your abilities. So last but not least, this is a little longer than I normally go, but there's a lot of good tips in here that can be used. So last but not least, do a weekly evaluation. The end of your week, 
take a few minutes, sit back and go, okay, what worked well? What do I feel really good about doing this week? What am I most proud of? We tend to, as a society, focus on what went wrong, where we fucked up. Let's start giving ourselves pats on the back. And if you've heard some of my other podcasts, I talk about that. We need to be the first ones that are patting ourselves on the back. So by sitting back and having some time to reflect, focus on what went well. Focus on what was working for you that you can do more of. And then you can see, okay, well, working out in the evenings, I only did it twice a week and I want to work out five times a week. That's not working for me. Let me try working out in the morning. See if that And the more you do it, the more confidence you get. The more, and without sitting back and evaluating and reflecting on what's working for you, that is going to lessen that self doubt and that's going to build your self confidence. So, 11 tips. A little bit of an odd number, but that's okay. I could have went with 10. I could have went with 12, but I got 11 for you. So, you know, I'm doing me. Going with the odd number today, that's okay. (laughs) So I really hope you guys enjoyed these. I would love to hear any feedback on if you used any of these tips after you've listened to this episode. I would love to hear the feedback on what worked for you, what didn't work for you, because I can always give you some suggestions on how to maybe tweak it a little bit for you personally. Um, But I think this is like my longest podcast episode to date, and I like to keep them shorter. And that's all I got for you guys today. Again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate each and every one of you that listen, if you loved this, or even if you just liked it, and you feel like other people are going to benefit from what I've said here today, share it, please, or go and write a review. You can um, tell people about it, you can share it on your social media, but I would appreciate feedback. I always like hearing what people have to say, whether you consider it good or bad. I am open to it all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again. And I'll chat with you next time.